0: I'm ready for a commitment, Harry. First time I set eyes on Mary Swanson, I just got that old-fashioned romantic feeling where I'd do anything to boner.
1: That's a special feeling, Lloyd.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Welcome to South Philly's only podcast with your hosts, Marky Mark and Tony, Nicky Jr.,
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you are now On The Mark. We are coming to you live from Skyfall Studios in beautiful, stunning South Philadelphia. It's 10.30, Thursday night, March 31st, 2016. 66 degrees here at Skyfall. Thrilled you're tuning back into Philadelphia's only podcast. I gotta say, we're picking up quite the cold following here at On The Mark. Had about a dozen groupies outside earlier, trying to storm the studio and get on the show and, you know, try to earn their keep. But trust me when I say our only goal here is to earn our keep with you, the listener. We have one hell of a show lined up for you tonight. Two great guests and a couple new segments to introduce. We got my good friend, the Brooklyn Rabbit, a.k.a. the Bensonhurst Bunny. Some of you may know him as the Great Rabdini. Others may know him as Rabbit Zuckerberg. This guy's got a lot to say. And of course, my esteemed colleague and co-host, Tony Nicky Jr., Tony, you look like you're healing up. The casts are coming off. The lacerations are
2: looking a little bit better. You look good, Tony. Yeah, Mark, you've always been known as a quick healer. (laughs) Feeling pretty good for this episode. Can't let the listeners forget we got Peyton Manning back at Skyfall. He's going to give us a little interview, talk about post-NFL, talk about retirement. When I came in here this afternoon, I saw him over at the hors d'oeuvres having a couple pigs in a blanket. Picking at that cheese and cracker tray. Oh, yeah, that looked good, Tom. What was that, the Acme brand or what? I I don't know where it came from. I was going to say Acme does some pretty good work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Peyton was enjoying himself, but I'm feeling great, Mark. I'll tell you what, Skyfall has been an absolute godsend to me. You hooked me up with that hyperbaric chamber in the basement. I've been spending 16 hours a day in that thing. Yeah, you're like the new Iron Man. I feel phenomenal. Mix that with a little bit of the deer antler spray, man. I'm ready to go. I'm back on my feet. I'm ready to run a marathon. Where'd you get that deer antler spray from? I can't give out any names, guys. A couple ex-NFLers kind of recommended it to me. Okay, okay. Stuff will change your life, Mark. I'll tell you what, I sprayed that on the first time. I had no idea the power. I got a little bit dizzy. Oh, man, what were you, high? I don't know, I got a little high off it, oh, Marky. good God. Wasn't seeing straight, but, but at this point, I'm feeling good. All right, Tone. Well, Recommend we, it to anybody.
1: We got one heck of a show lined up here tonight, but uh, guys, I want you to kick back, relax, and listen to the smooth sounds of On The Mark Radio, Episode 3, On The Mark Nation.
0: You are now on The Mark with Marky Mark. Welcome to the life of Pablo.
1: Folks, we have one hell of a show lined up tonight. And I got to say, it feels really good to be back here at Skyfall. Was down in Florida for the Easter holiday tone. Hey, got a little color, man. Yeah, got a little color. Was out by the pool a little bit it was nice weather nice
2: easter bet that was nice how about you how was your easter mortgage can't complain it's still a little bit chilly down the shore but uh family made the trip out sold a new house had a good time yeah really yeah, enjoyed yeah. it that's good to hear how's the family doing Tony? is everybody good family's doing great man yeah. they miss me out there on the west coast but sure. they're doing great sure sure that's how was the trip though dive in a little bit
1: real casual family type thing Ran into a, a dear friend of mine, the great Brian Kelly. Ah, Notre Dame. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, head coach of Notre Dame Good football. guy. Good guy. We were talking about the upcoming season. We were talking about, you know, Notre Dame being in the Elite Eight. And they had a nice little run.
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, Mike Bray's team. Nice little squad they had at Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, yeah, he always does a nice job he with does. them. He does, he does. He always does a nice job with them. And actually, Brian uh, Kelly acknowledged that to me. Yeah? Yeah, they're, they're good friends. That's cool. Two. And That's that makes cool. sense.
2: I like what a lot of those uh, schools, even at Michigan State, I know D'Antonio and Izzo have a real good relationship. Absolutely, Those football yes. basketball coaches, they get a Yeah,
1: it, they kind of go hand in hand a yeah. little bit. It's funny, man, you know, Brian Kelly, when, I, when you see him on TV, looks a little pudgy, a little, you know, I hate to say out of shape, but not in the best shape. I'll tell you what. He was in great shape when I saw him. Really? Oh, yeah, he was... Fucked. Nice, man. Yeah. Speaking of
2: great shape, did you get any
1: workout in there, down there? Yeah, yeah, I went to... Uh, I snuck into an L.A. fitness down there and uh, had a lot planned during the day. So I get, got an early morning workout in. Tony, I'll tell you what, I was so tired... So drowsy, because of my body, I'm not used to getting up five, six in the morning to oh, get a workout sure. in. You know, and, uh... Commitment there. Yeah. I was so tired, so drowsy, and, you know, I was in a new club, a club I'm not used to going. Long story short, I accidentally wandered into the women's locker room and fell asleep for an hour and a half until one of the LA Fitness employees was shaking me, waking me up, had a, uh, a sheriff. But they were going to arrest me.
2: Oh, so, Jesus, God. They're strict down there yeah, in Florida.
1: Yeah, yeah, they take it very serious. You don't know, like that cross-contamination. Right. I felt like a moron, you know. But it was an honest mistake. Happens. It happens. happens I think they the realized that. I right. think they realized that. But no, Florida was a great time. But like I said, it's great to be back at Skyfall, and I look forward to the next trip I take, wherever that
2: may be. I'll tell you what, and I just booked that trip for us, Mark. You will be out there in Vegas. For us? For us?
1: Whoa. I didn't even tell you. Wow, you're breaking it to me on air. That's cool. Wow. On air,
2: yeah. We're going to go down to the Cosmopolitan, set up a couple rooms for us. Oh, okay. Nice, uh, okay. nice two-bedroom suite. Okay. Got the full-on kitchen in there. We're going to have a good weekend. Have oh, a good time. Oh, man,
1: yeah. We'll get a couple good dinners over at STK.
2: Love it there. Yeah. The Bernay sauce they got at that place yeah. is to die for. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, we'll have nice we'll a couple there. nights in Marquis. Oh, yeah. We'll go to Marquis for the uh, stand by the pool during the day. They yeah. do a day thing over there. Yeah, you don't even have to leave the Cosmopolitan. No. No. Great spot.
1: To... Yeah. That's... And I'm sure
2: I'll make my way to the tables at some point. Oh, you always do. That chandelier bar is even beautiful. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Good time out there. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, for sure, for so yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll head there this summer. So we're going in June, huh? Yeah, we'll head down there, be able to catch the uh, NBA Finals. Oh, okay. It'll be fun, man. Oh, Maybe be great. get some action. Yeah, that'd be
1: great. We'll be hanging with girls at the Cosmopolitan, who read the Cosmopolitan, who drink Cosmopolitan's, and we like to sleep at the Cosmopolitan.
0: Yeah,
2: it's a good time. It's a good time. <laughs>
1: Tony, let me ask you a question. you still have your connect at the Cosmo? The the concierge we met last time? What was his name, Tony? Wagyu? Wagyu the Whistling Pig?
2: Yeah, well, he actually had to say the H. It was Wagyu.
1: Wagyu. Yeah, I the think he's from the pig. Galapagos. Oh my god! Funny
2: guy though. Good time.
1: Holy yeah, he was a character. Everybody came and met us down at Marquee at the pool party. Wasn't
2: that nuts? I wasn't expecting him. Yeah, and yeah. he came. He yeah. rolled deep. He brought some females with him. We had yeah, a good time yeah, out there. Yeah,
1: I was that uh, was a shock from Wagyu.
2: Yeah, hopefully Wagyu will be out there come June. Uh, I knew I was going on a retreat at some point. I don't know if he ever made it back.
1: Good God, I hope he's, I hope Wagyu's all right.
2: But uh, you know he's a wild dude, so God only knows. Marky, speaking of my man Huaygu, how did the uh, how did that cruise go for you? Did he set you up with some?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That he set me up with a, a little yacht. I hosted a, a booze cruise marketing event for On the Mark. Oh, nice. He, yeah, had some models, some sports agents, some athletes. We got started early in the morning. I mean, we're drinking like crazy. The weather was gorgeous. I don't know. It was a nice setting, having a good time, got a little carried away. Yeah? Tone, I went I went overboard. No. No, literally. I went overboard. Thank God, one of them, I, I don't know who, because I was, I was obliterated. Yeah, that's dangerous. Jumped out, swan-dived off the boat, and, and rescued me. I was face down, bobbing up and down with the waves. You were a goner. Yeah, I would have been gone.
2: Those yachts are dangerous as all hell. Yeah. I say it all the time. I'd be careful.
1: I still don't know who who came, and I feel bad about that. I still don't know who saved the day. I went overboard. God
2: bless them, whoever it was.
1: Literally and figuratively, I went overboard. Good thing I didn't get eaten by a shark.
2: Yeah, they run those waters down there, those sharks.
1: Yeah, they do. They do. Tone, I want to jump right into this first segment now. Italian of the Week. Real exciting week here for philadelphia with villanova again into the final four oh, huge news huge news and um the great philadelphia born ryan archie diacono
2: he's a player ain't helping he?
1: lead the way gritty yeah. gritty player hustler yeah.
2: could tell he's been in that j wright program for a few years yeah J wright's like a father to him tone yeah, I know Jay Wright was really hard in that recruiting process for him, and, and things really worked out. One of those guys similar to a Scotty Reynolds, guy yeah. who's been in the program for many years, yeah. has really started to uh, lead that team. I mean, he is the captain of that squad. For sure. How about at
1: the end of that game in the Elite Eight where he, he was at the foul line crying? Really captured the moment,
2: huh? Absolutely, man. I mean, this is a Villanova team that had a lot to prove. It's a team coming into the tournament. There were question marks all about them. Can they get out of that first weekend? Right. And Archie Diacono, he's a guy that really led them to this point. In the Final Four now, not a guy more deserving of Italian of the Week.
1: Yeah, any time you help your team punch uh, its ticket into the Final Four, that, uh, that has to be mentioned. I could see him... Carving out a nice career in Europe after Villanova's Absolutely, all Absolutely, man. Maybe in a league in Italy, Spain, yeah. something like that. He's shoots not,
2: pretty well. Yeah, shoots pretty not well. Not really NBA talent. But no, I'll right. say this. I never thought Matthew Delvedova was <laughs> NBA right. talent. And, and Vadova, he comes in there, does his role.
1: Right. If Delvedova's NBA talent, I mean, why not Orchi Diakono?
2: Seriously. A guy with a good head on his shoulders, right. not going to make a stupid play ever. Yeah. These guys are hard to come by.
1: Yeah. And I'll tell you what. He's a pest on defense, man. He gets in those passing lanes. He gets his steals. He was a big reason they won that game.
2: Absolutely. A huge reason why Villanova is in the Final Four. Does he have the speed to compete in the NBA? I don't know if he could play defense there. But like you said, man, definite talent for Europe. Yep. Definitely a kid who's going to be playing in the future.
1: It's pretty interesting. In, uh, In May of 2015, he was actually selected by the Italian national team, to play in an international tournament. Is it that
2: so, cool? I didn't yeah, even so, know that.
1: So he's got some uh, connects already out there. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool uh, to I know. mean I think that's he's going down that road.
2: Yeah, for sure. And for there's sure. nothing
1: wrong with it. No,
2: absolutely they not.
1: Get, they get their own villas. They get cars. They're big time celebrities out there, it's and they get paid well.
2: More and more players, even your star players, are leaving the NBA to yeah. go overseas, man. It's, I mean,
1: it's something, it's something different. It's it's kind of interesting.
2: It is. It is not as much money, but again, right. you're living in Europe. I mean, a great opportunity. Yeah, once absolutely. in a lifetime. Absolutely,
1: and it's not like you can't come back. Exactly. You know, exactly. the season doesn't isn't a year long. There's obviously an off season to come back, train here, do whatever you have to do back home. Yeah. Kind of cool. Ryan Archie Diacano's father also went to Villanova, and was co-captains with Raider great. NFL Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, Fox analyst, Howie Walmart. I actually
2: knew that. Still friends today. To To this this day, day. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's tremendous. I mean, that that family, you know, athleticism runs deep in their lineage.
2: Yeah, in the roots, really. (laughs) They're athletes over there.
1: For sure. You know what? Who's to say that even if he decides he doesn't want a professional career in basketball, that... He wouldn't carve something out in the business world. Oh, yeah, because he's an
2: intelligent guy.
1: Villanova degree. Sure. You know, his father's got connections.
2: Absolutely. He's
1: built connections.
2: Do not sleep on that Villanova degree. Yes, highly, seriously. highly educated. Seriously. If you're not from the Northeast, I don't know if you know, but a phenomenal school. Right below that Ivy League, really. Absolutely. Right there, 1A1B. And
1: folks, as, you, as I've told you in previous episodes, our producer right here at Skyfall, Benny Spielberg, has a Villanova mm-hmm. master's degree. We got a lot of love for the Wildcats here at Scott. Absolutely. And Rooting I, hard for them. Yeah, I'm pulling for them to win it all.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you what, I know Benny's loving this final four run out of that Kansas game on Saturday, man. He was in full-body Wildcat paint.
1: Oh my god, he was all fired. Up. He was nuts. We were at chickies. He was nuts. Wow. Hey, fingers crossed that they they pull this thing off and, and Ryan Archie Diacono has a lot of success in the final 4 here. It'd be great for the city and uh, great for his school. So with that being said, folks, on episode 3 on the Mark Nation, the recipient of the Italian of the week, the great Ryan Archie
2: Congratulations.
1: Congrats, Ryan. All right, let's take this thing to break. Benny's got our guest on the horn, Rabbit Zuckerberg, aka the great Rabdini a.k.a. the Brooklyn Rabbit, a.k.a. the Bensonhurst Bunny. When we get back, we'll have him on the Skyfall Hotline brought to you by Verizon Wireless.
0: Call him Mr. Raider. Call him Mr. Wrong. Call him Mr. Thane. Call him Mr. Raider. Call him Mr. Wrong. Call him insane. He would say I know. Cause I'm Mr. Fane Call him Mr. Raider Call him Mr. Wrong Call him Mr. Fane Call him Mr. Raider Call him Mr. Wrong
1: I'll tell you what, speaking of great Italians, we got one on the mark right now on the Skyfall Hotline brought to you by Verizon Wireless, the Brooklyn Rabbit. This man was the runner up to being named a bachelor on ABC's hit show. This man is currently the most sought after bachelor in New York City. He is New York's sneaker king, and at one time he was approaching 1 million followers on Twitter before he left social media all behind. He's currently running a highly successful dating consulting firm out
2: of his penthouse in Midtown Manhattan. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Marky, I think The Bachelor was the real losers in that one. Here's a guy that's a lot of fun, spent some great nights with him in Manhattan. The ladies flocked to him.
1: Yeah, uh, he always says the right thing. So with no further ado, Rabbit, now that you're done with all your Easter deliveries, welcome to On The Mark. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you. Pleasure to have you. How was uh? How was Easter? How many baskets did you um, deliver
3: this year? Uh, a lot. Very a lot.
1: A lot of special ladies getting Easter baskets or what? Uh, one. <laughs> oh, just one. All right. Well, that, that that's a good thing. Rabbit, I can't hold off much longer. I got to get right into it. I got to ask you. When I hear runner-up to be named The Bachelor, how does that happen? How did, how did you get that far down the line and... And it just didn't pan out. I mean, to be runner-up is, is an accomplishment. So it's a win in itself, is it? That's a win in itself. That's a big deal, that show. So how did you get named runner-up as opposed to The Bachelor?
3: Well, it was a long road, uh, a lot of luck, a lot of lives, and um, just, you know, experience.
1: Okay. So that's how you got to be runner-up. But how did you not take the top spot? Did
3: something happen? Well, someone in upper management happened to be one of my old clients that
0: uh, didn't listen
3: very well. Oh, no. What happened? Yeah, and he didn't didn't pay attention when I told him what to do, and I told him go to a steakhouse, and he went to an hibachi house, and... Wait, wait, was this on a first date for one of your clients? This was, like, the second date. He made it past the first date because he listened. Then he was feeling himself a little too much, and, you know, he didn't want to listen, and... He went here, and he didn't know what the hell he was doing, and the whole place set on fire because he was a moron.
1: The Hibachi place caught on fire on his second date? Yeah, it was actually on the news, if, uh, if you go back. Oh, my Probably God. on YouTube. Oh, my God. Did they make it out okay? Did him and his date make it out okay? Or what happened? Did he catch on well, fire? Well, the girl and... ran
3: out. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> the girl ran out. I think he... uh he got burned a little. That's why he's a little upset when he saw me on the show. Good
1: God! So you're saying he vetoed your nomination to be named ABC's Bachelor?
3: Yeah, it looked that way. He didn't. He didn't see me until the end. That's why I made it so far. Yeah. There's... A lot of
2: conspiracies going on in that in that Bachelor. Party. Yeah. It's a lot of backroom deals. Yeah. made. Yeah. Sure. Holy yeah, God! Definitely. You got to know the right people, man.
1: The dark, dark world of the Bachelor. Those smoky you know, backrooms high-stake card games, cigar smoke, People whiskey bottles. People just don't
2: know. Oh, People my God. People just don't God. know, Marky. I'll tell you what. Oh, man.
1: So maybe you're better off, Rabbit. Let's be honest. You're New York City's most eligible bachelor. Life is good. You have a nice company going. You're going on dates. You're meeting all types of women. At what point do you decide to settle down and give up that lifestyle?
3: Uh, when the right one comes along, it's not that easy. You know, it's easier said than done. It's just, yeah. a lot of bad ones out
1: there. Yeah, there is. You you leave it in God's hands, huh? But what's you, meant to
3: be will be.
1: Yep, what's meant to be will be, and I and I believe in that, and I think Tony believes in that. But this is the irony I see in it, Rab. You decide to play God in other men's lives, in their dating lives. You play God. You alter the situations. You put the stakes in their favor in a high stakes game of love. <laughs>
3: Yeah, just like, uh, if I know what to do, it's just, you know, you know, being born in March, the most unlucky month ever. Yeah. We just have, you know, things against us, but we also, you know, have a brain and know exactly what to do. It's just things don't always work out in our favor. So I feel. I can put my hand and help them, okay. easier than I can help myself. So you're saying, you know, it's, still, it's sort of like you know, you could you give advice, but you can't take your own.
1: Right, right, right. And that's common with a lot of people. So you're saying, not only are you Hitch, but you're Good Luck
3: Chuck, Trim. You're gonna be seeing Trim like Tommy Lee, like Colin Farrell, like Ellen DeGeneres. Just...
1: Yeah, definitely. Wow. Folks, wow. We have the great Rabdini on episode three on the Mark Nation. Rab, it's a pleasure to have you on the Skyfall Hotline brought to you by Verizon Wireless tonight. Getting into your old Twitter days, nearly one million followers.
3: (laughs) Those were the good old days. The
1: good old days. Years ago when Twitter was a little more, you know, out there, a little more wild. Entertaining. It was a little more entertaining You had Kim and Kourtney Kardashian giving you retweets from time to time. I mean, in this day and age, that's worth money. Having nearly 1 million followers is worth money. Were you getting paid off of advertising space on your Twitter? No, this was before all
3: that started. Yeah,
1: that's what I figured. That's what I figured. And you also had a big beef with Rick Ross, I believe, on Twitter. Is that correct?
3: Yes, he blocked me uh, real fast.
1: And that was during the G-Unit MMG beef.
3: Yeah, I I was saying things to him. I don't know, he's like claimed he's this thug, but uh, I don't know, he couldn't handle what I was writing to him, so he just blocked me.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I've heard Rick Ross has dealt with a couple bouts of depression, Marky.
1: Yeah, I think I heard the same thing. Uh, It doesn't surprise me. Big guy, overweight guy. Yeah, one of those guys never really been loved,
3: I feel like. Yeah, yeah, could be, could be. He wasn't engaged to a stripper. Yeah, I forgot about that. The exact problem I'm talking about. Never
1: really been loved. Yeah, that could be a real problem all in itself. Now, Robert, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. Like I said, Courtney and Kim did follow you and did give you retweets from time to time. Did you ever slide into those DMs at any point and try to run a little game? (laughs) Should I open my legs?
3: I tried a few times, but uh, they didn't answer. I sent Courtney... um, some flowers and a Vermont teddy bear. Okay,
1: okay. Did she send you uh, a thank you or anything?
3: No, but one time on the show, I saw she received uh, flowers and a teddy bear, and I was hoping they'd read the card, but they didn't.
1: Why? What did you write on the card? Have you ever put food up your ass?
3: You know, I just gave her my number and said, uh, your boyfriend's got loser, you know, call me.
0: <laughs> that thing is not going inside of me.
1: I gotta tell you. Jordans these days, sneakers these days, they it just doesn't do it for me like it used to anymore. The game has been ruined, and I think nobody could break that down to our listeners more than you. What brought down the sneaker game and made it for lack of a better word so basic in this day
3: and age? Um, I'd say it had a start with uh consignment shops where, you know, they took away the love and just wanted to make money off it, and then you had these Losers lining up online for no reason to make $18, and it just got out of hand.
1: To make $18 on a resale, you mean?
3: Yeah, it was just, it was just a mess. And, like, kids nowadays, you know, they had their parents waiting online, and it was, it was sad because you have these people's parents waiting online for Paris sneakers, and then you got these resellers skipping the line.
1: Yeah, yeah, the mom-and-pop shops lost out. You know what else could have did it? Social media.
3: Yeah, that definitely took a big toll. That took a big toll on everything in life.
1: Yeah, I that the truth. Now, tell us a little bit about what the uh, sneaker game was like in Brooklyn in the uh, early to mid-90s.
3: It was uh, In the 90s, it wasn't bad at all. So, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, then it got really bad. And everybody became a sneakerhead overnight, and they wanted to, like, collect everything and sell everything. They didn't even know what anything was worth. And then out of there, it just got out of control. Now I think it's completely dead.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of these Jordans stay on the shelves. They flop left and right. Every month something flops. It's corny. Yeah, sometimes they're in outlets. And they're in the outlets. And the bottom line is the shoes are in itself, they're 20-year-old shoes. It's old sneaker technology. They're not comfortable. They're childish. I think a lot of people are starting to believe that. Would you agree with something like that?
3: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I, I I, think back then the quality was a million times better. Yeah. Now it's terrible. They charge you more money, and it's, it's not even comfortable, like you said.
1: Yep, yep, exactly. In fact, we had some interesting sneaker news here at Skyfall Studios. I was going to say,
2: Mark, I do not want to devalue the sneakers too much.
1: Well, tell, go ahead. Why don't you tell our listeners what happened?
2: Well, yeah, good day to new Kobe 11s. Uh, yes, game-worn. Game-worn, our man Kobe Bryant. Of course, Philadelphia's own. The Black Mamba. Yeah, ended up sending us a pair of those game-worn autographed, made him out to us. Yeah, gorgeous. Wish us the best of luck at On The Mark. Really want to thank you, Kobe, for yeah, that. Yeah,
1: Kobe, we appreciate the show of love, and we're uh, we're pulling for you as the this stretch run with the Lakers uh, closes out because it's been an ugly thing right now with D'Angelo... Uh, Russell and uh, Nick Young.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. Kobe, great guy, Kobe. Yeah, Kobe's a great guy. I'm sure he wasn't uh, expecting a soap opera on his last uh, <laughs> couple of weeks in the NBA. That's right. That's right. Did
1: you? I think
3: uh, it also brings him back to when Shaquille told Kobe's wife he was cheating on him, or vice versa. Wow, there yeah. You go. Back that's in good, the day, yeah, what what exactly happened? A little there, bit rap? of flashback. I don't. I'm not sure if it was Kobe said it on Shaq, or Shaq. I think Kobe said on Shaq about uh. He was cheating on his wife. Yeah, and yeah I vaguely remember that. I think that. they had a divorce.
1: Yeah, something along those lines. A rocky relationship type of thing once that news broke. Yeah, I remember that.
3: It seems like Lakers always have some girl problems. Look at uh, D'Angelo Russell and Derek Man. Fisher and Matt oh, Barnes. Oh, yes, Good Derek
2: example Fisher too. and Matt Barnes, yeah. Matt Barnes, speaking of, just put out a, a picture on Instagram either earlier today or the other day bashing Fisher. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that relating it to the D'Angelo Russell. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Barnes, he really never took the higher road there, did he?
1: Uh, he's a nut job. He is. He is. They're all nut jobs. Yeah. They're, a lot of them are very, very immature.
2: I'll tell you what, Derek Fisher had rumors. There was another guy's wife I think he messed around with on the Utah days, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't remember exactly. I don't remember, I remember exactly, exactly, but that came was... out after
2: this, after this Barnes situation. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now, Rab, Kobe Bryant is one of Skyfall Studios' favorite players right now after after receiving these gorgeous shoes. What's your favorite sneaker of all time? Yeah, and I know that's difficult, so even top three. What are your top three favorite sneakers?
3: I'd say the Black Air Jordan 4, the Black Air Jordan 3, and... Classic. I might have to go with... Mm, it's tough. Maybe a Barkley. Really? I'm absolutely shocked to hear you say that. I mean, it's an old-school shoe. I mean, if it's newer, you know, newer generation, newer style, I might have to go with the Yeezy, too, before he left Nike and made that stupid move to go to Adidas. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. You like the Red Octobers? Uh, it's a cool shoe. I'd go more with the black or the gray. Now, that's the, f- the funniest thing, because, you know, long before Kanye was famous for his rants on Twitter, there was something I like to call the rabbit rant. Rab, I think you <laughs> invented the Twitter rant, and... uh I don't know. Am, am I wrong in saying
3: that? You you, you went off no, pretty good. You, you hit it right on the nail on the head, or so we say on the mark.
0: Uh-huh, okay. Um,
3: I used to go off and people would say, oh, you're so stupid, shut up. Yeah. They don't follow me, they block me. Yeah. But now this idiot says it seven years later and they praise him.
1: Yeah, I know, he's like famous for it. But you were doing the same stuff seven, eight, nine years
3: ago. Yeah, I mean, but that goes, me and social media, it's hard to mix They love to follow me, but they just hate on me.
1: I know. I know. You receive a lot of hate. It's the truth. Uh, I think a lot of it stems from jealousy. Massive, massive sneaker collection. Massive, massive collection of women. Collection of money. And uh, a lot of high-end clothes. A lot of people don't know about the polo scene in Brooklyn back in the 90s. Yeah, we started it. You started it. Why don't you delve into that a little bit, Rad? Why don't you, you know, put people on to how the polo trend really started?
3: Well, it started in the early 90s, late 80s in Brooklyn, and everybody was just stealing it, and it just made Ralph Lauren famous. You didn't even have to do anything. It was free promotion.
1: But what was it, the teddy bear gear, the teddy sweaters? What was it exactly? Yeah, I think the
3: teddy bear was his signature, and people, you know, loved it and grew to it
1: where was everybody in Brooklyn going to buy their polo were they going to Macy's or where were they
3: going oh back then it was so hard to see it even in the store Then exactly you know you had to buy it off people
1: yeah okay so a lot of trading a lot of buying off of people yeah there was no polo.com then so I mean it was no. a totally different kind of game and a lot yeah of, there was no no internet no nothing and a lot of that vintage polo is worth a lot of money today isn't it
3: yeah, I just sold the sweater for
2: uh, $2,500.
1: Wow. Uh, yeah, it's great. I Tell you know. what,
2: when, when when it's not available, it just makes people want it more.
1: Yeah, that's right. What was it? Uh, which teddy sweater was it, Rep?
3: It was a teddy bear from, like, 94. It was cashmere. When it was in the store, it was $1,000. The value just kept going.
1: Gotcha. No, that's tremendous, and, and it's common. It's common. Where was the hot spot in Brooklyn, in your neighborhood, to grab uh, sneakers
3: or polo or wherever, whatever? Um, we had to go, like, downtown Brooklyn, Fulton Street. Okay, okay. But hey. it wasn't like it is now. I mean, now it's the Barkley Center there. you right, know, it, right, it right. looks like another, another Fifth Avenue. Back then, it was it was the hood. You, you get robbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody tried to rob you, though. Um, one time this black girl, this big, fat black girl came up <laughs> to me trying to rob me. Oh, no! What did she say? What'd she do? She said, uh... Take your coat off. And I was just like,
1: what? What was it? Was it a polo coat? Was it a North Face Yeah, vortex? it was a polo
2: coat. Okay. now nah, it was
1: a
3: polo coat. Okay. What's the size of this girl? It was like 1995. How big was she? She was, uh, like precious. Oh, my God. Play a little guard for
1: you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 if you had to, could you, you know, could you have t- her down if you had to in a pinch?
3: <laughs> I mean, it was like Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. <laughs>
1: Okay, I can see that playing out then. Now, Rabbit, a little segment we like to do on this show. uh, The X-Files. Benny, hit the music.
0: This is the X-Files.
1: Now, Rabbit successful guy hanging around a lot of women a lot of relationship experience a good lifestyle you're single right now you're letting god yep. do his thing you're letting things fall in place when they fall in place you're not forcing anything what went wrong in your last relationship rab why wasn't she the one tell us what happened you are now on the mark episode three on the mark nation.
3: I knew her for a long time, but... Was she a Brooklyn girl? You don't... Yes, she was. Okay, okay, go on. Italian. Okay. But you don't really know someone until you know what they want. Okay. Interesting. So, you think you know someone, and then they just change one day. Like, it's scary that someone could wake up one day and just be a totally different person.
1: So, she had ulterior motives? Is that what you're saying? I think she was just lost... Lost, yeah.
3: Like most girls are nowadays.
1: Yeah, okay. Why do you say most girls are lost?
0: Yo, look, are you bitches blind to something?
3: Because they just don't know what they want until it's gone. Oh. They don't know what's right in front of them.
1: Right, sure. right, right, right. How do you make them realize from your perspective what's right in front of them?
3: Um. It's hard because when you deal with girls that like... they See, girls are attracted to being hurt. So when they're hurt they feel the necessity to make it better because then ah, they feel like they're not worthy enough. That's deep. That's deep. Okay, so, so, go, so you go know on. that's why when they get cheated on mm-hmm. they feel like they have to make that person want them more than the person they cheated on. Meanwhile in reality is the second you get cheated on you should walk away. Right. Because you should have self respect and dignity.
1: Absolutely. But
3: these these girls feel that, you know, they should Make themselves better and take that person back that cheated on them, so they could feel superior. But in reality, they just look like a fool.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what? That mm-hmm. you know we all kind of realize that, but we never put it into words quite like that. That's a good point. So, good so go, yeah, that's good stuff. So, go, go on with your story. What would happen with this ex?
3: You know, she was. Engaged twice, so that's just like the red flag, flag, like, you know, yeah. psycho. Okay. And, um, you know, she never knew exactly what she wanted. She said yes to the guys when they asked her to marry her because she felt bad, which is not a reason to marry anyone. That's correct. So she just didn't know, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, I knew the girl Ten years, fifteen years before any of this, and you know I've never looked at her like that. So eventually, when I did look at her that like that, she thought it was all a joke. Like right. I was just joking with her. You
1: looked at her like you were. But the she great never. Gatsby.
3: Yeah, basically, <laughs> very similar. Okay, and she right. just didn't. She didn't know. She just thought like, oh, you know, this guy's just gassing me up. Meanwhile, the people that do gas her up and try to just you know do you know sleep with her or whatever. Right, right. One Yes, she thinks they're not lying, but the person that's telling her the truth, she thought was lying. So she's just mixed up.
1: All right, so th- this is your ex-girlfriend? She was mixed up, you're saying?
3: Yeah, she was lost. I mean, that's not the worst thing that ever happened to me in a relationship, but I could, I could give you a breakdown of the worst thing that ever happened to me, and I, that's like the superior ex-files.
1: Well, 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 hold on. I thought you were talking about your ex with ulterior motives who was a clueless chick and uh, engaged twice. So what what happened with her? How did it end? What
3: where did it go wrong? Well, um, I don't think it ever ended because she still emails me every few months <laughs> saying she's sorry. Oh. Meanwhile, so yes, she, oh, she told so me so sorry. She cheated on you? Yeah, she she cheated on me and denied it when I when I saw her with my eyes. You know, and she said it was nothing. Wow. But then, you know, the truth always comes to the light. Regardless, any lies, any story, the truth will always eventually come out.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, geez. So, All right. it
3: came out. You know, I'll give you the, a breakdown real quick. We were in a car, me and her, and she said, within seconds, she said, don't turn around. I said, why? She said, the guy I'm talking to is behind us." So, my first reaction is, how are you talking to some guy if we're together? Correct? <laughs> what?
1: What yep. Tony Nicky's jaw just
3: hit the floor. I'm I'm confused. I'm shocked. Are you sure she and was your girl? And I mean it's girl? crazy because you look at this girl was a nice Italian girl, a nice Italian family born in Italy, like you know, you think you have morals, you know, but family Rabbit,
1: values. Are you was there a miscommunication here? Are you sure she was your girl?
3: Yes. And she said this to my face and then after that happened, she said this crazy lie about this is why I say the truth always comes out. This was she this was February. February first. I remember the day. It was the day before the Super Bowl in two thousand and fourteen. All right. And she said, Oh, we only went out one time in October. So then if you think about it she, I was like, okay, how did the guy follow her? She said, he must have been driving by my house. If you meet a guy and hang out once, he shouldn't know where you live. So she was having an affair. If we were married, you could call him an affair. Right. I she mean, in reality, you just say she's a slut. And she was, yeah, of course,
1: she was openly cheating on you. Yes, and then... She didn't have any remorse.
3: You called yes, her Yes, and then up. she said that.
1: That's, that's insane. I've never heard anything like thing, that
3: before. <laughs> But the thing about liars is they'll lie about everything that you don't know the truth. Sure. So this month went on, and she just kept lying. And then when she finally said, "I can't be with you," two months later, I see a picture of her with that guy. So, <laughs> so she
1: left you for so the, the guy.
3: She was cheating on yes, you with. So the truth came. This, and you know oh, what? After you she denied that, she was done media, with
1: him. I got you.
3: This is the thing. She. She said she only went out with him once, fine. And you know, I looked past right. it because I knew I looked past it because I knew her so long. Fine. Mm-hmm. So then this is why I say the truth always comes to the light, because the two months later I saw her and this and then a few months after that, I didn't know it was the same guy. You know, I had a feeling, but I saw her with the guy walking in front of me and they, and I have a great memory. I have a memory of the elephant and I saw <laughs> get... The memory of the elephant, folks. She got into the... They both got into the car and I remember this guy's license plate and I saw them get in that same car. Holy God. You're like James Bond. Unreal. Oh, man. That's brutal. I mean,
1: all right. Now, I got to say, that story was a little out there, a little, a little strange. You said you had another Big time story, the ultimate story, I think you referred to it as.
3: What the hell happened all right. there? <laughs> this all went down in less than 24 hours, okay? This was the year 2000, right? Okay. Okay, I left this girl's house at 2 in the morning, right? She okay. lived in the Is Bronx. Is this your girlfriend? Yes. Okay. Not only that, she was pregnant with my kid. Okay. So I left her house at 2 in the morning. I called her the next day at 3 o'clock. So that's what, um, 13 hours, 16 hours, something around that, right, whatever? Give or take. Go on. Okay. Within that little bit of time, she already had an abortion. She already had a guy move in. And she was already with a new guy.
0: <laughs> what?
3: Jesus <laughs> Christ. We yeah. fucking... <laughs> the
1: Bronx. Oh, Jesus my God. God.
2: Holy God. So in the span of 12 hours, you lost the girl. Folks, she I think a this is why they friend. invented
1: online dating. Oh my god.
3: All oh, within 12 hours, yep. I'll tell you
2: what, Marky, shit goes haywire. Uh, once again, <laughs> in the span of are a couple you hours.
1: sure this was your girlfriend? She had my kid, yes. Oh my god. i never heard anything like it.
2: I'm mind blown. I don't know
1: where <laughs> Tony to Tony Nicky fell off his chair. Um, <laughs> I'm
2: going to go get some more pigs <laughs> and a blanket. I oh get man. Oh man. Right.
1: Bring me over a couple pieces of that uh, short provolone, please. Yeah,
2: that's good stuff. Yeah, that's good. List is good.
1: Um, God, rabbit, I never heard anything like it. Weird, bizarre, strange, and this is yeah. all happening to a man who is a dating consultant, folks. I never heard anything
3: like it. Yeah, well, if you if you remember the movie Hitch, remember he got cheated on, and then his job was to make people find love. You know, without the extra thing, aka yeah. girls who just are unfaithful. Right, right, right. All right. So that's why I have that extra urge to help people who are truly, uh, you know, want love.
1: Yeah, that's right. And and I think a lot of people can uh, respect and appreciate comes that. full circle. Yeah, everything comes full circle. That's really, uh, that's pretty cool. And we, we, we admire you for that. Uh, Rabbit, that was by far the strangest X Files I have ever heard. So we're going to let you now leave the X Files. <laughs> Now, let me ask you a question. Okay. What in 2016, realistically, do our male listeners who are single out there have to do to meet a chick and stay with her for a period of time? You know, get to that second date that, that for some are is mission impossible.
3: Well, you got to find a girl who... Has nothing to do with her ex, you know, long yeah, time okay. over.
1: Okay, You good have point.
3: to find girls with no kids. Okay. Yeah. You Short have to statement. find a girl. Say that again.
2: I said that's a strong statement, but hey, I'll take it.
3: Yeah. No, of course it, it's tough, but you know, it's right, it, it, it dependent. That that's what you want.
2: You're breaking a couple of hearts but, with that line, rabbit. I'll say that.
3: But go on. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. You, you have to. Find a girl who's serious about a relationship. Yeah, sure. Because most girls aren't. They just like like weddings. Nowadays, we'll put it this way. All these girls, you know, young, old, whatever, they want a wedding. They don't want a marriage. They want to walk down that aisle. They don't want to do anything else.
1: You say they want to put on the show. They want to be the celebrity. Yeah, they want the cake, the church. And then they don't want anything else. Their friends to see them get all dolled up and all that. That's oh, what I'm right. saying.
3: Yeah, but if they they feel that you know they deserve this Cinderella thing, and you know what, if they want that, they could have that. Right, right. But these girls just don't know what they want. Right. You know they put they, and then at the end of the day, when they're forty and lonely, they'll say, "Why? Where, where's this Prince Charming? This Prince Charming is left in the friend zone, where." You know, the guy you didn't give the chance. The right. guy you picked. You know, you give these guys four or five chances over someone who actually deserves one. I'll tell you so what, I hope our the end, female... In they're cheating themselves.
2: Yeah, I hope our female listeners are taking notes. I'll tell you what, Marky.
1: Yeah, this is some serious stuff. This is some enlightening stuff. And, and you always kind of realize it, but you never put it into words like this. I can see why this guy's got a successful uh, consulting sure. uh, business going sure. on here. Uh, Rabbit, we wish you the best of luck with your... Future business endeavors, relationship endeavors, and anything else you're shooting for. You're a friend of the show. We loved having you on. And you're welcome back anytime. Folks, this is episode. Thank you, Mark. Three Thank you, Jr. On, on the Mark Nation.
2: Rabbit, great, best of luck to you in Bachelor's in Paradise. <laughs>
0: You are now on The Mark with the Justin Bieber podcast, your host, Marky Mark.
1: And we're back on The Mark Nation, folks, episode three. Man, Tony, uh, Rabbit, kind of like a confusing lifestyle he lives, huh? got out of
2: control, didn't it?
1: Dating consultant, but yet being cheated on, and...
2: I can't get past what happened in those 12 hours. That X-Files blew me out of the water.
1: Yeah, that's wild stuff, that's wild stuff. What do you think? You think you'll sign up with them? You think you'll utilize his services
2: i'll think about it
1: yeah i can see where you're coming from there
2: yeah he scared me a little bit with the whole
1: a lot going on there
2: i'm gonna let the bachelor in paradise handle that guy yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. uh he'll bring a lot of entertainment value to the bachelor in paradise that's
2: for sure he has a way with the ladies too i wouldn't be uh surprised if he made his way to a couple of them
1: absolutely so tone honestly who do you like in the final four who do you like to win the national championship? Oh,
2: man, you popped that on me.
1: Yeah, I can't resist.
2: Um, Deep down, I think North Carolina rolls in that Syracuse game. I think Syracuse time is up. I just don't think there's enough talent there. A lot of speed for North Carolina. They score. And I don't think that 2-3 zone for Syracuse is going to do enough to slow down North Carolina. I could see that getting to double digits. Okay. Um, and as much as I want those Wildcats, man, something about this buddy-heeled Oklahoma yeah. team scares the hell out of me. They're, they got four starters, Mark, you have played. I think it started about 104 games together, most in uh, college basketball history. Is
1: Buddy Heald, like, the second pick in this draft now? It's getting to that point, yeah. isn't it?
2: Top five? Yeah.
1: He's coming up, man. He's coming up a lot. I mean, look, Nova plays great defense. I don't know if they can stop this guy.
2: Buddy Heald, man, scores at will. He's He's got a shot on him, too. He does. I see him popping from three hands in his face. He's shooting close to 40-some percent yeah, in he- the tournament.
1: You know, Tone watching basketball now for what two weeks straight it feels like between the tournament and even a little bit of, you know how the nba is heating up i get sick of watching sports all the time man yeah gotta get a good movie
2: in there every yeah, now and then i
1: gotta pop in a good movie you know i find myself watching a lot of the same ones over and over again too
2: oh sure when you get a good one man even if i could recite every line i'll y- still watch exa- it
1: isn't that funny yeah man and that fa- that takes us right into our next segment this is a brand new segment to On The Mark, the Acting Hall of Fame. We really went all out for this, huh, Tom?
2: Yeah, man, it's going to be a good one.
1: Yeah, yeah, guys, this isn't just me, Tony, our guests, our producer, Benny Spielberg, and and anybody else associated with the On The Mark family doing the voting here. Just
2: No, I want to work on this one, Mark. Yeah,
1: we had Tony go to work here. We brought in a, a real crew, uh... What is it, about 150 guys?
2: Uh, yeah, right. Maybe a little bit more. I think it got up to about 164 when I put all four lodges together. <laughs> okay. But a um, lot of talent. These guys know what they're talking now, about. Well, you Art. just said lodges. Now Lodges, right. Which lodges are these, Tom? Ah, uh, the exact numbers. I didn't have them written down, but this—the this, uh, the Sons of Italy lodges over there oh, in good okay. group, man. They do movie nights every, I believe it's Thursday night. Okay. And uh, they know their stuff, man. This is these are no bullshit kind of guys. Okay, so there you have it, folks. Our voters pool consists of three
1: different lodges. Four. Four different lodges, Sons of Italy group. So I tell you you got us four lodges in uh, for the for these Sons of Italy.
2: All throughout Jersey, yeah.
1: All throughout Jersey, about 164 guys casting their vote on who belongs in the the on-the-mark acting Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah, thing I love about it too, completely unbiased opinions out of these guys. Okay. You know, sometimes those Hall of Fame voters... Things like that, your Heisman voters in college football. I mean, that stuff. These are guys, they have an opinion about it. These are ex-winners, things like that, ex-players. These guys are nothing but hardcore movie critics. Right, because
1: at these lodges, don't they have movie nights and whatnot to raise money and all types of different stuff? Absolutely, they do movie
2: nights right, right after poker night.
1: Okay, yeah, so there you go. So these are knowledgeable voters.
2: Absolutely, they know their shit.
1: So we have a plethora of knowledgeable voters... Given us their input on who needs to be the first three first ballot hall of famer inductees into our hall of fame yeah
2: it really took a lot of time to these guys yeah i'm sure they picked some good ones i'm excited to see who they picked and
1: and who counted the votes Tone?
2: it's quite a few votes. I, yeah i think actually a couple of our interns tallied them up funny thing about how they go through the process though it's very similar to the uh to the debates, I want to say they only tallied... What, to
1: the primaries?
2: Yeah, to those primaries. I want to say they only tallied about 110 of the votes. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, because at 60%, they had the winners confirmed already. Yeah, they yeah, They didn't have to yeah. count the last Just 50. Just like we so. see
1: CNN or Fox News yeah. break the early winners. Right, that's so exactly what That's what, what it we're is. doing here at On the Mark, folks. Folks, On the Mark is a true institution. We're really building something here, folks. We're using the philosophies of successful industries in America and incorporating them here on the mark. So the votes are in. Once we reveal the winners, then we're going to send their portrait out to our our bust uh, makers. Yeah,
2: we'll start welding together those plaques.
1: And we got a lot of unused shelf space here at Skyfall, so... We'll put it next to the lion. Yeah, put it next to the lion. uh, Under the grizzly bear, but next to the lion. Yes. Okay. Alright, the uh, the moment is finally here, folks. Benny, why don't you open up the, that first envelope and tell us uh who our first Hall of Famer
2: is. Our first inductee, Alfredo James Pacino.
0: Wow, uh, not, no doubt about no it. Doubter. No doubt that's a no doubt.
2: No doubt about
1: it. I felt that coming. One of my... No, I shouldn't say one of my, my... all-time favorite.
2: All-time favorite, huh? Oh,
1: my God. That's awesome. That's I'm a sorry. hard
2: statement to make. It's a hard claim, but I'll tell you what. He is phenomenal.
1: Versatility. Yes. He made playing a blind guy in Scent of a Woman a great movie. Who else could do that? Unreal. Played a Cuban in Scarface. Love Scarface. Nailed it. Love
2: it. Godfather, oh let's call God. it what it is, Michael Corleone. The greatest
1: boss of all time in The Godfather. The two greatest movies ever made, Godfather 1 and 2. My God. There's nobody who deserves it more than that tone. What, you disagree?
2: No, absolute talent. It's hard to really put your finger on favorite of all time. I think I could do like a top 5 to 10 and just right. rotate them. And, and you've got to keep but he, in mind. But a, but a no-brainer.
1: you got to keep in mind, this isn't... Your favorite or my favorite of all time. This is the Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah, a lot of research, a lot of work goes into yeah, this. Yeah, this
1: is like, you know, our studious voters over there at the Sons of Italy Lodges
2: in gorgeous South Jersey. Yeah, they know what they're talking about. And I'll tell you what, a lot of credit he got for his role in Donnie Brasco.
1: Oh my God, one of my favorite A sleeper, videos. really.
0: In all the five boroughs I'm known, forget about it. I'm known all over the fucking world. Anybody ask, anybody about Lefty from Mulberry Street. you pissing up the wrong fucking tree, my Eh,
1: uh, Yeah, I mean, when it came out, you know, it wasn't like a ton of fanfare behind it. I mean, that movie doesn't get old. Quoting that movie doesn't get old. I must have seen that movie a hundred times.
2: Yeah, great movie, and I know that was one of the things that put him... Over the top that for was, our voters. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, he, and I think that movie came out in '99. He put the exclamation mark on his career in '99, and he's made movies since then.
2: Yeah, in phenomenal, fact, phenomenal actor.
1: In fact, Benny Spielberg just corrected me, folks. Al Pacino starred in Donnie Brasco in 1997. Late 90s, you were close. Yeah, sure, Had to sure. Had me full. Last summer, I went to see uh, Al at uh, Caesars in Atlantic City. Did like a uh, a sit down interview with uh, Joey Behar on stage at Caesars. Phenomenal. Must have been a cool time.
2: It was. Phenomenal. That's a story you tell your grandkids about, Guess man. Guess what?
1: Guess what? A ton of people from Italy flew in to Atlantic City to meet Al Pacino. Makes
2: all the sense in the world. He
1: did a meeting read.
2: That kind end. of talent. Yep. That kind of talent. What
1: a down to earth guy. Shy, shy guy. Yeah. But a lot of great stories. He, and when he's in uh, front of that
2: camera, he sure as hell ain't shy, huh? He
1: said he acts from his subconscious. Wow. Subconscious. Kind of flips a switch. Yep. Yep. He's not rehearsing a He's acting from his subconscious. That's cool. I love hearing how they do it. I know. And he told a great story that I never forgot. He said he grew up acting with a kid and he kept in touch with the guy through the years. we uh, We're friends. And, you know, his friend said to him, you know, Al, I, I wanted to be an actor. I would have liked to be been an actor and really made it like you did. And Al said, see, that's the difference. You would have liked to do it. I had to have it. I had to do it.
2: Love that. Yeah. Love that line. And that just... That one, that one resonates. That hits home, man. That
1: just sets the tone for who Al Pacino is. Yeah. So... Folks, we can't have a better first inductee into our Hall of Fame Absolutely not, man. We we love you, Al.
2: Best of the best.
1: Now, for our second inductee into the the on-the-mark
2: acting Hall of Fame. Let's open that thing up. Benny, open up that envelope. We have Robert De Niro Jr. Wow. Another no-brainer.
1: Wow. Makes a lot of sense, for sure. Raging Bull, the movie of the 80s. Best sports movie ever made.
0: Don't overcook it. Overcook it's no good. It defeats its own purpose. What are you doing? I yeah, just sit down overcooking. You're overcooking. it. Bring it over. You want your steak? Bring it over. Bring it over. It's like a piece of charcoal. Bring it over here. You want your steak? Yeah, right what? now. Good. here Steak. Can't wait for it to be done. No, yeah. I can't wait. Good.
1: Obviously, Godfather 2. Obviously, Unreal. your casino. Casino Good fellas Unreal. Even has had some success in comedy with the Later the in parents. his career, yeah. yeah, sure. Meet the Parents. Another movie I kind of like was that Eddie Murphy uh, TV cop movie he did. Prime Time or something. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> kind of funny. William <laughs> Shatner was Not, But Nice cast. Yeah, he does his thing with the comedies. Uh, He's
2: got that dry sense of humor. It's really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's taken some interesting roles over the years. A lot of weird stuff. You know, when you're
2: that kind of talent, you could do that. You could afford to do that.
1: One of the best movies many people have not seen. God, I love this movie. Midnight Run. Robert De Niro and uh, Charles Grodin. Unreal. Hilarious movie. Guys, if you have not seen Midnight Run, you will laugh your ass
2: off. Yeah, I'm gonna have to ask the Academy if that movie played a part in their uh, selection.
1: And, and when Tony says the Academy, he's talking about our, our talking guys about over there at Sons Italy right, of over course, there, these of lodges. But uh, hey, like I said, highly educated voters—they
2: know their movies. Uh, and, and really, two two picks and two hits out of the park. Hit the nail and the head on runs. both of them. Two you know home what I mean? Runs. Cannot miss. Two can't miss, guys and uh, still putting out great stuff. Another smaller role that he played, but I liked him in an uh, American Hustle a couple years yeah, ago. Played yeah. that little part in yeah, the he made uh, a cameo. Band. Yeah, he made man. A cameo.
1: I had no clue he was coming. That's up.
2: what was so cool. No idea he was in the movie.
1: Yeah, who the hell was he playing? Paul Castellano?
2: One of those guys straight from New York. I know he was big in the, uh, the casino industries. It was yeah. when they were up and coming with Atlantic City. Was cameo. when that whole movie was about.
1: All right, maybe it wasn't Castellano. I-, I don't remember who, but it was a cameo, and he was playing a real life character.
2: Because as we all know, American Hustle was a true story. Yeah, based on the Atlantic City coming up when Camden was still great.
1: Pretty good movie, man. Uh, I thought it could have been better. But the the De Niro cameo came as a total shock. Yeah, had a lot had a lot
2: of hype around that movie. I think it gave it a tough uh yeah. tough to really nail it out of the park.
1: Yeah, great cast. Great
2: cast. Jennifer Lawrence, beautiful.
1: Yeah, Bradley Cooper, Jeremy Renner, Amy Adams. Amy Adams, Christian Bale as you said. It's a great
2: cast. It's a great cast, but you got to love De Niro in that cameo. Yeah,
1: cameos are cool to me. I'm a big cameo guy. But um The dialogue in American Hustle. Maybe that's what didn't do it for me. It wasn't the quality dialogue of a Scorsese movie. Sure, sure. You know, or something along those lines. But hey, that's okay. Still a solid movie. Very solid. Benny, we're thrilled with the first two inductees. Yeah, they're they're hitting these out of the park. And they're no-brainers to us. And I'm sure many of our listeners agree. Benny, who do we have for the third inductee into the American Mark Acting Hall of Fame?
2: Our last inductee for the night, Joseph Frank Pesci. Wow. Wow. Jersey's own. A sleeper.
1: Yeah, how about that? How about that? Hey, hey. He Tail it. A lot of great ones. You yeah. know, it was like he... He's,
2: Speaking he, of got a kind of rode De Niro's coattails no, for I'm a little not, while. Uh,
1: see, I'm not going to go into riding coattails. I'm not going to go as far as to say that. But talk about a guy who pretty much every movie he did was unreal. Yeah. Any movie he was in was pretty much fantastic. I'll give you that.
2: Raging Bull. I'm going to throw in My Cousin Vinny. Of course. Hilarious. You'd be a moron if
1: you didn't. Timeless comedy. A courtroom comedy? Are you kidding me? It's awesome.
2: Yeah, very good movie.
1: Raging Bull. My Cousin Vinny. Casino. Goodfellas. Guy who got old quick. Home Alone one and two. Okay. A guy who stepped away from the game quickly. Speaking of cameos, I thought he was hilarious and Lethal Weapon as Leo oh, Yeah, gets. Sure,
2: <laughs> there you go. So that was only. I know, know the Academy liked that one. Betty, that
1: was a little bit of a wild card selection there in Joe Pesci. Yeah, so they're going to hear that a little bit at the yeah, sun. Yeah, how about that? How about that? Was the fix in tone?
2: Uh, I don't want to go to F for man, but could again, they have
1: got to some of the voters?
2: Uh, it's interesting. I know sway
1: the that. sway the pick. Uh,
0: Everything that guy just says, bullshit. Thank you.
2: I know there's a lot going into these picks, so Holy it's possible. God. That being said, I really trust their experience over there. Love Joe Pesci. Yeah, great, great, phenomenal character. But people Call are going to question. Surprise. People are going to question that pick.
1: Yeah, was it the Italian ties? What, what's going oh, on? Oh, that's interesting.
2: You start you thinking know. of that. Yeah. First three selected, three Italians.
1: <laughs> Italians. Man, nothing makes my skin crawl more than when I hear that. That's a borderline modern day racial slur against Italians.
2: I can say it. Yeah. I can get away with it.
1: Yeah, well, you're Italian. You're allowed.
2: I'm allowed to say and, it.
1: And you said it uh, jokingly.
2: But uh, yeah, they do good things over there at the Suns. I'm not going to go in as far to say that this thing's fixed. I just think three Italians that started off doesn't uh, surprise that's me.
1: That's a little suspicious, but hey, we're not complaining. I'm not
2: complaining. Some ben, people Benny, may. Are you
1: complaining? Benny? shaking his head. Benny's not complaining either. I like it, Tom. Huh? I like it. I'm looking forward to getting it's these blacks It's a great start, man. And uh, have them put right up on his shoulder. Yeah, we're
2: going to weld them out in the next week or two, man. Yeah, it'll be
1: gorgeous. Yeah,
2: it? yeah. Really going to uh, help enhance this place. Not that it needs it.
1: Not that it needs it. Not that it needs it. But, uh, hey, any new decor
2: can't hurt. Congratulations, man, to our first three. Wow. The- and guys, call in any time, man. We'd be happy to have them on. Absolutely. The On The Mark
1: Acting Hall of Fame. There you have it, folks. Episode 3, On The Mark Nation. And we'll be right back on The Mark with former MVP and two-time Super Bowl champion, Peyton Manning. I can't believe my eyes right now. Folks, Peyton manning's over by the bar, white as a ghost. This is devastating. His head's in a a, a waste bin, puking his brains out. Looks horrible.
2: Guys. He looks he's green. He looks green. He, right he now. does. I told you to put the damn cheese on the ice, Marky. Did you check the date? I told Donna to check the date on that cheese.
1: Oh man, she's shaking her Donna, head. Donna, you check
2: it? Oh, she's shaking
1: her head. She didn't check it.
2: Oh my god. This is gonna be a disaster. Holy
1: god, he's puking he's puking on these brand new floors. We might have to quarantine this motherfucker, don't
2: Mark, I can't get into that shit again.
1: La- last time we had to quarantine somebody was uh waggoood, a whistling pig. It took three days! God This is a disaster. I didn't expect this. Benny, run a, run into the uh pantry over there and grab uh, some pepto we got the Pepto for <laughs> I got news for you, I don't think Pepto's gonna help this guy.
2: Marky, he's at the point of convulsions right now.
1: Folks, Peyton Manning is convulsing on the Skyfall
2: floors. This is a nightmare. Oh Don, my I my told you to check the He's dish. on Jeez. his
1: back puking like Jimi Hendrix. We're going to have
2: to get him back for next episode. This ain't going to work.
1: Oh, my God. Flip him on his side, Don. Yeah, that's better. Now, nah,
2: nah. he's yeah, throwing him back. Yeah. Roll
1: him over, Don. Just lay that rag down. Let him puke on the rag. Right by his mouth, Don.
2: Perfect. There you go, honey.
1: There you go.
2: There you go, sweetheart.
1: Put a little blanket around them. Put a towel around them. We'll be all right. We'll, we'll be, be all, all right. right. We'll be all right. Nothing a uh, you know, a little Pepto, a bottle of ginger ale can't settle them. You know what I mean? We'll we'll we we'll reschedule
2: them. Yeah, Mark, we gotta wrap this thing up. I can't keep watching. This is grossing me the hell out. It's making me sick. I gotta get back to my home. I gotta get back to Margate. This is nuts. What are you looking to hit the turnpike already? I might hit the tables for a little bit tonight. I'm gonna decide when I'm on a. I don't want to express Expressway yeah that's that's for sure folks episode three
1: on the Mark nation we had the dating consultant rabbit Zuckerberg on the Skyfall hotline with us
2: Thank you Verizon Wireless.
1: Thank you Verizon Wireless we wanted to get to payton Manning but uh, that's not happening tonight folks he is uh deathly sick right now episode three on the Mark nation tone it was a trip.
2: Hell yeah, man. Get ready for that uh, Vegas vacation.
1: Yeah, they're calling it the return of the king for you, huh?
2: Uh, it'll be good. Yeah, I
1: can't wait. I can't wait. We're going to hit It looks like we've finally hit the bewitching hour. It was a fun one. But with that being said, good night, cruel world.
0: When I met you in the summer To my heartbeat sound We fell in love